this is Splice. Hey, hey, good. I can hear you. Carl, the Joe is here. Hey, I was trying to do it there on you my are. laptop and it's for my phone, so I'm going to get a different pair of headphones. Cool. Yes, please. You're you're coming across a bit soft as well, so. Wow, I have some serious drilling going on. Like, literally. Yeah, I can hear it. He's going to wait till the show starts to start drilling again. That's right. We can make this our theme song. Make it a feature, not a bug. Uh, Carl, can you give that a go again? How's this? No. No. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is my third set of headphones. I'm going to try another one. Okay. Set start. Right. Hi, guys. Is that any better? Kind <laughs> of. Don't worry. We'll, we'll fix this in post, as they say, as the pros say. Let's do this. Welcome to Lo-Fi, everybody. Splice Lo-Fi. It's Friday the 13th. It's August 13, 2021. This is our, as you all know, our weekly live audio check-in with the Splice community to see what everybody's up to in this very long COVID year. Is it two years? Who even knows? This is the 17th time we're doing this thing. Just quick, some quick housekeeping. We're recording this. We'd love for you to speak openly here. But if you want to be taken off the record, let us know, and we'll edit you out and post. Otherwise, this will go out on the interwebs, as it is right after this recording. Put yourself on mute if you're not speaking, but remember to unmute when you do speak, which is something that Alan and I forget all the time. Remember, this is a conversation. We'd love to hear your questions. If you don't feel like speaking your questions, put them in the Telegram chat, and we'd be happy to hear uh, to ask them for you. By the way, Lo-Fi is also a podcast, so it's easier for you to listen to this if you've missed the, this live session. Just look up Splice Lo-Fi on your favorite podcast app, and we're now also finally on Apple Podcasts. And speaking of podcasts, we have our our master in our we have a master in our midst. Um, uh, we've got Carl Joe Javier. I guess we should have checked the name first. Is it Javier or Javier? Javier, right? Uh, Carl Joe is CEO. Fantastic. Carl Carl is the CEO of Puma Podcasts, uh, based in the Philippines. This is a company that we've been tracking for for a while now, ever since uh, Robbie Alampai um, uh, presented at Spice Beta 2019. Uh, it feels like a long time ago. Um, so, Carl, tell us tell us about this journey that that you've had so far in 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 getting here. It's uh it's really awesome to have you here. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Thanks for uh, everyone who showed up to listen and who will eventually listen. Uh, at, so, at the first place beta, that was actually my first time to attend a, a media conference like that, and I got to be uh, Robbie's like dude who fixed his PowerPoint. And so uh, we've gone from there where we were just imagining what it would be. And at the time, we were a, a news podcast that was trying to figure itself out. Uh, and since that time, we've launched 30 programs. Uh, we've published over 600 episodes in the two and a half years that we've been around. And we've entered into a number of projects that have included audio drama, uh, we've done investigative work. That's that's won a few uh, international awards, and we've sort of tried to make a really strong argument for high quality narrative content in the audio space, uh, which is increasingly getting filled by celebrities and with 
uh, people who kind of just come on and and, um, and they hang out for a few hours, which is perfectly fine. But we feel like uh, we want to carve a new journalistic space there. And so in the last couple of years, we've reached a point where we are, well, one, through space support, we're able to innovate and launch a new kind of news product, which has recently been uh, brought into the Spotify our daily drive program. So now publishing five times a week. And we're the only independent audio publisher that's part of the whole uh, lineup. So we think that we've gone from this, like, uh, if, if you guys got to attend the original Splice talk, it was, um, we, we showed pictures of Robbie under a blanket recording the newscast, or Robbie in a box, in a, a room full of boxes. And even though we've sort of been locked out of our studio for the last, you know, forever, um, we've managed to produce all of these. We've grown our team. Uh, I think triple by now from what the founding team was. And uh, we think that we're really creating a new space in Filipino podcasting and hopefully regional and global podcasting. That's, that's really amazing to see, you know, the, just the number of shows that you've got out there and, and the, and the breadth of work that, that you've, you've put out. So it's not just investigative journalism kind of pieces. It's also entertainment, right? It's also a bit of drama. Um, what, what have you noticed about the, the Philippine, um, podcast market that has stood out for you, you know, uh, doing all of this? So the, the one like story that I like to tell is I walked into this big corporate office and I made a presentation about how they should get into podcasting. And it was, you know, mid 2019 and the big boss just said to me, yeah, but nobody listens to podcasts. And what Robbie and I did was we, we walked out onto their staff floor, you know, cor corporate office in, in a nice building in Makati. And we just said, okay, staffers, how many of you actually listen to podcasts? And more than half of the hands went up. And it was an unquantified saying that, you know, you knew people who listened to podcasts or they actually didn't identify as podcast listeners. And I think that's the, that's the thing is people don't go around and they don't have that kind of identity yet. There are people who are like, I'm super into podcasts, but there's this huge group of people who don't think that way and they're actually also podcast consumers and so whenever people would talk about it it wasn't top of mind everybody was you know a netflix viewer or something like that but they didn't view it as an identity whereas now you know we've we've climbed up and we're doing the last data set i saw from a couple months ago is we're doing 11 million podcast downloads a month in this country so even though that's you know, 10% of our population, that's still a huge number of downloads. That's a lot of listens. So it's a it's a, a market that has grown much faster than anybody expected. Well, that's amazing, man. Um, I, I had no idea it was 11 million downloads. That's kind of blowing my mind right now. I just want to switch gears a, a little bit, Carl, and ask you about your own journey. What happened that you suddenly find yourself as the CEO of this very dynamic podcast company. Talk us through your your career. Oh, wow. So the team likes to joke that when we meet somebody from my past, they're like, from which career of Carlos did you come from? So I started out as like, in a, like a student assistant doing comics work um, as an undergraduate. And that sort of defines a lot of where, where I wind up is I like to think that I've always been the kind of person who's willing to do 
kind of the nitty gritty stuff that most people aren't. And so, for example, when I was that student assistant, my job was to go to a writer's office, pick up the script, deliver it to the artist, and then like a few days later, come back, pick up the pages, bring it to the editor, and so on. And that was my job. And then to hand out checks and things like that. And not necessarily being the creative, but also still harboring a lot of the creative impulses that would eventually come out. Um, when I graduated college, I had two like streams of of work, and one was as a journalist, uh, covering a lot of uh, entertainment and lifestyle, and then the other stream was working um, in NGOs, as you know, going to farming communities and interviewing uh, people, and then eventually creating process manuals on like best practices for innovations for 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 like. Uh, agrarian reform that kind of thing like super technical governmental work um and then after that i became a teacher and so i've been teaching for oof, something like 15 years now uh first at the high school level then i became a, a professor and my specialization was in comic books uh and uh i'm currently a lecturer teaching creative writing uh, fiction, nonfiction, publishing. While I was doing my teaching, I started to branch out and publish books. So I was published by major u universities, and then I innovated and started doing independent publishing that spoke to a younger audience. So I got a little bit of press at the time for that. And then that led me into the publishing industry. So I became the business manager of uh, one publishing house. Um, and then I became the deputy director for marketing for another. Uh, and then the next jump was to become the managing editor of uh, comic books line. Um, and so all of these overlaps, I'm just throwing everything out there. While I was running the comic book line, um, we had realized that there was a real gap in the space for independent publishing, for getting books out there, for, for ways that artists and creators could sell. And so um, we did two things. One was we put up a, a, a an expo, like a regular market, where independent creators could come and sell their, you know, their, um, their comics or their books or whatever. And then that eventually spun out into me running a bookstore and a bar. Uh, so I was selling books and bartending at the same time. Um, as at night and then in the mornings I would go to the university and teach. Um, and then I went into the social enterprise sector for about three years after I got burned out in the academe. Um, and after that I decided to take a vacation but then it became a crisis management job for a politician which I didn't last in too long. And when I was like figuring out what I would be doing, um, a friend came up and said, hey, man, I'm actually investing in a podcast company. And I think you might want to meet the people there. And you might be a good fit to work there. And so I kind of just stumbled into this, as I have stumbled into most of my career. <laughs> I love it. And you know, it, it sounds like you've got five careers going all, you know, happening all at the same time. It's really quite amazing. I think the, the first time that, that you and I spoke in person, you were telling me about 
the the work that you do in in uh, in comics, and I thought that was I I couldn't quite fit it in my head just because it seemed so far apart from, you know, from from this current universe of of media. But you know, years on, it it seems like a natural fit. And what I I find most Im- impressive about you, Carl, is that uh, the the two parts to you that that have always kind of stood out. First, I think you are a you are an operator at heart. Uh, you know, you like you like the nitty gritty. You like uh, you like fiddling around with with the little bits. Um, and then the other thing about you is is just your generosity in sharing that knowledge. Uh, those two have always stood out for me. Um, tell us, you know, now that you're a CEO of of Puma, what what brings you most joy about the work that you do? Yeah, thanks, Alan. That's that's really nice of you to say, and I appreciate it. I'm like most people who are like us in creative fields where it's hard to take compliments. I really want to embrace that and say thank you. Um, honestly, I, 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 I have to do so much. Um, last night, there was a big thing that broke out here in the Philippines, and I've been doing crisis management all night, which is sort of something that I've gotten used to, and that's just the part that doesn't work. But the, the thing that gives me most joy now is when somebody submits a draft that I haven't touched, but at some point I gave input on like, hey, maybe you should think about this. And the draft comes in and it's way better and smarter and more amazing than anything that I could have ever imagined. That just gives me joy, just knowing that our team is just top notch and they're doing this stuff and I I don't actually have to do stuff. And sometimes I want to step aside and let's let the team do their thing because they're they're all great. I can imagine. I mean, you know, you sound like somebody like a leader who really leads by example, but you also lead from experience. You know, it, you seem to be so good at empowering people and and teaching them to do the stuff that you've done. You know, uh, and guiding them from the back of the room in a in a manner of speaking. I just want to quickly switch to audiences because that's something I'm always excited about. How do you guys think about your audiences? How are they unique to each podcast? I remember, you know, um, maybe a couple of weeks ago, you were talking to us about, you know, how how you know graphic design and and merchandising uh, had a part to play in one of your podcasts. Yeah, so we actually build out and we assume a niche aspect of each show so we're looking at niche audiences to serve so i'm not trying to cast a wide net i'm actually trying to look at communities who will care about what we're putting out so what 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 we have come around to is this piece of language that that um actually is built on something that 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 you said rishad that like mass mass media doesn't equal mass audience. And we've really like embraced that idea. And we've gone, we've gone to a point where we're saying, we want to build podcasts that are needed by our audiences. Like most podcasts need an audience to survive. But what we want to think is there are audiences out there that need a podcast that talks to them, that uh, speaks specifically to them. So like the one uh, you mentioned where we did merch and we, we engage our audience. It's called Go Hard Girls. And so there's like a million podcasts about sports. And there's like a million bros who can tell you about, you know, the latest NBA acquisitions or whatever moves have happened in the sports world. 
But what we found was that there's just not enough stories that are inspiring young girls, specifically like young Filipino girls to play more sports. And so we put up that show and it and uh, and now we have young athletes who tell us that they're inspired to keep going or recently there was uh, a young basketball player who just made it into some big competition and she messaged us and said I kept pushing because I had listened to this podcast where you interviewed like the NU Lady Bulldogs and they inspired me to keep going and so um, we've built out audiences imagining them and then like in another example we have this uh women uh female sex and pleasure podcast called conservative Apo. and that what we imagined would be you know this the community of of women and we'll create safe space where they talk and the interesting thing is that we expect it to be a um you know mostly if not all female audience and what we found that there's like a 30 percent chunk of men listening to that podcast because they want to be better for 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 the women in their lives so sometimes you create a product and it's really for other people and sometimes you you, you get to add on and access new audiences you didn't imagine but you're actually doing good for everybody you know go hard girls was actually my introduction to puma podcast and i found it so inspiring and so just amazing you know as, as a as a father of a of a young girl as well that you know that there are all these great amazing community stories that are coming out of the philippines uh and of course you know congratulations for uh for for the nice you know telly uh at, at the olympics as well i think all of this is coming together in such a nice way for for the philippines um can i get a few questions out there I've, i'm sure people have a lot of questions for you carl hi this is Julia. Yeah, hey carl thanks for Go sharing Junie. your story um, I'm just curious, have you thought of a way to mash up your um, past experience in comics uh, with podcasts? Yeah, so the one thing, and this is going to go into my whole like arts theory background or whatever, but when I, when I started running a comics line, my mandate was less words. I told them uh, my, my push would be to have as few words in our comics pages as possible because I viewed comics as a visual medium that was supported by text. Um, and so we won like a bunch of awards for silent comics. And um, and so then when I went over to podcasting, it was like, oh, there's no, there is no visual. Like it was a, the totally opposite thing. And so I think that what I brought over, one was my belief that the best way to execute something is to try to deeply understand what the artistic elements are of that medium and to play up those elements and to figure out what you can do in that medium that you can't do in others so for example like in comics it's the page turn and the gutter um in the in in audio one the post the post-production that we do and the ability to layer multiple things and then to try to engage uh, the listener um, in in ways that you you leave the gaps. So like for me, a lot of art is about the gaps. So in comics, the gap between gutter from one panel to the next that is you know time, space that right like one second can pass from one panel to the next. Or if you put one hundred years later, then one hundred years have passed. Similarly in in um, 
in podcasting, like leaving gaps for the audience to listen, to imagine, like moving away from a radio tradition that tells you dead air is bad and figuring out where you can put gaps for, for sound effects or for just the imagination of, um, of put, giving someone an audio cue that transports them or makes them think of something else. Uh, that, that, that's, that's where, that's where I think I've been able to bring it all through because one thing that I didn't mention is I've jumped across all media. So I've done TV and I've done film. I continue to do film now and I do comics now and I do this. Um, and so figuring out what, what those pieces are. And I will say that in terms of bringing over this, the comicsness to audio, I do have plans. Like we have done one audio drama, and the first audio drama we did was a, uh, um, it was a rom com because it's a popular format, and we wanted to figure it out. And I hired a friend who'd written a number of like rom coms that have done box, big box office here in the Philippines. But I really want to do like a horror show. I want to do horror. I want to do. I've been pitching forever, like. Southeast Asian Black Mirror, because that would be awesome. And so that's something that's on the horizon. But I, you know, I'm listening to you speak, Carl, and I'm I'm thinking of like this whole synesthetic approach that you have to to all of this. You know, you're you're being able to think of one medium through the lens of another, and you're thinking of scripting something that doesn't ordinarily have script. You want words for you know, you want pictures for something that doesn't necessarily have pictures and i think this makes you kind of like a like a you know 22nd century kind of media guy the ideal media product guy um you know like you're talking about horror and you're talking about you know the 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 sex and and pleasure podcast thing i mean it would be awesome to see if you could you know ultimately get to some point where you're actually so media agnostic but you're also being able to do a comic from one of your podcasts. Why not? Is that something you could test? Could you do a book from one of your comics? Could you, you know, do film from a with with a podcast uh, uh, structure to it? Um, what do you What are you guys planning next at at Puma? So to follow up on that, one is actually again among the many things I've done is. I've taken uh, one of the most popular film franchises in the Philippines. It's, it's called Shake, Rattle, and Roll, and it's a horror franchise. And, um, and, and I made it a comic book. Um, I took one of the most popular novels, and I turned it into a comic book. And then I took one of the most popular comic books, and I was part of the team that turned it into a TV show. Um, and so at, at Puma, we have a, a history show called WhatsApp. Uh, APs are in Panlipunan, but that's basically history. So it's history rebooted. So uh, it's a show that we found uh, really appeals to uh, younger people who want to learn Philippine history, but they don't want to learn it the way that it's in textbooks now, um, especially that we're finding that a lot of our textbooks are problematic. Uh, so it's been successful. Teachers have started using it in their classes. And the cool thing is in the next two months, we'll be releasing uh, the first books. So we, we did a special series on uh, during Women's Month. That was basically like five-minute short stories 
on amazing Filipino women that we don't talk about enough. Like, there's one of them is the inventor of banana ketchup, and the others, you know, the others like a revolutionary, and one founded the children's hospital. But they're they're not as popular, and so we put out the audio series. It, it did pretty well. And then we got approached by a publisher, so that's our first cross media product coming out now. And I really do think that there's there's potential for more. But I, you know. Would I like to do something that has a Netflix series? Yes. Would I like to take a Netflix series and do an audio, you know, Puma podcasting on it? Yes, all of that. Uh, but for us, in the immediate future, we're we're launching a bunch of programs. Um, as as many of you know, most of you know, our actions are just around the corner, and we're working with a lot of organizations to do both our education programs. So we want to maintain our editorial independence, and we want to hold on to, um, you know, we don't want to take political sides. We we are signed up and, and committed to a resolution where we will do fair, accurate reporting. Uh, so obviously we can't be biased where we can, but we have partnered with organizations like the USAID uh, and this group called YouthLed, which is doing voter education work releasing a number of series. We have, we're, we're, we're close to ending one series um, and it's called um, Bago Ang Lahat. And that translates to two things. It translates to uh, everything is new. And it also means before everything. Um, and so that is biographies of people that you can admire and essentially the kinds of leaders that you would want because Filipinos are wanting for role models and leaders because you know just because you're a boxer doesn't mean you should be president right um or because you were a, a, an amazing musician and comedian who may have committed crimes like that doesn't make you presidential material but we're also doing series that will allow us to for example track uh citizen action and what they did to change their community so we want to help people reimagine what the world is and we think that podcasting is the medium because it allows for links, for depth, for for engagement, because we are able to talk to people for 20, 30, 40 minutes. So I I know our friend Karen Vera has a bunch of great questions here. Karen, why don't you jump in? Thanks, Alan. Uh great to hear your story, Carl. It's been really invigorating and inspiring. And uh, like, I have a question about because you've been such an, a you know a force in so many creative uh, environments and enterprises, and today you're the CEO of Puma Podcast, which entails a lot of non-creative responsibilities. Which you know, as a creative person myself, you're tempted to just work in the creative side, but of course you have other other commitments and things to take care of. So I want to know how you balance that because. You know, I would be tempted to be in the weeds and just fix a lot of creative things, but yeah, you have to do the uh, adult stuff as well. I I don't know if this is a good and thanks thanks for the question, but I I do stuff at night that is separate. So for example, I have a, a movie out now um, in Fantasia. It's a like a science fiction and fantasy festival in Canada that I I I. I I did the story for, and and then jumping from there, um, I'm actually working on a TV series 
it's that set in the same universe and we've acquired funding. But what happens is the director that I'm working with, we block off time like once a week and we just chat on, on Facebook and he throws ideas and we essentially hammer out story and script over that course of a one hour chat or call. And then at night, he'll send me scripts like at four o'clock in the afternoon and run over them as my quote unquote leisure time in the evenings before I go to bed. Um, so that's one is I keep it separate. And then I also have this, Alan has seen some of my gear. I have this ongoing um, guitar journey. And so I have actually run like a, a guitar page with uh, with uh, one of the guitar with the guitarist of uh, a Filipino band called Itchy Wombs. And we like have to get a live stream and it's gonna be a bunch of other things that I can't announce yet, but I try and keep the creative stuff separate so that I can be in the weeds and angry and doing, like, I mean, admin work makes you angry, right? Like, I, that's just my experience. So it, you know, I, I partition the time where from from this time to this time of the day, that's when I'm in the weeds and doing that. And I try not to let it spill over so that I can protect the other time and the other pursuits that I have. So anger is your engine, Carl, uh, which is yeah. always a good engine <laughs> to have. And I, I, I can't seem to reconcile that because you're like everybody's best friend in the room. And, you know, you're so like you're this gentle, generous guy. So I'm I'm uh, who wants to see Carl angry? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know about that, but I, you know, I, with all of this, <laughs> so go ahead. I get angry at the scripts. I don't get angry at the person. <laughs> I'm so relieved to hear that. Uh, but listen, how do you find, do you, um, uh, oh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to skip my question and go straight to Janie. Janie. Oh, thanks. Jump thanks. In. Right. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna keep this short. Um, but I, I try to listen to to the uh, daily podcast, like the six minutes, basically less than ten minute um podcast, which is super useful, especially for me that that um so I'm living overseas. So trying to follow um like what's happening in the Philippines from from your pod podcast. So thanks for that. So so my question is about feedback. Um so how do your listeners send feedback and, and how much of that um influences your your strategy? We we still do like the traditional. There's there's Facebook. Uh, we we keep the line open for um for email, uh, and what we actually study uh more than what listeners say is we look at our retention rates and we see how far people listen into an episode, um, and that's that's sort of where we. We gauge if if our retention rates start dropping, then we start asking questions about what we're doing wrong, and we start analyzing. We start checking why why people aren't listening as far as they are. Uh, but also, um, in the past and in the near future, we will be conducting audience listening um, exercises. So we really value it. But given COVID and everything that's happened, it's been really hard to engage with audiences in a very genuine way. We used to actually invite audiences to, to hang out with us. Like we'd throw parties and then we'd just post like, is anybody, is, are there any fans who want to come hang out? And then they would show up at the party and we'd, you know, pepper them with questions about what they like and don't like. But uh, yeah, the, it's been limited to social media interaction. And, and we all know that there's a lot of noise. We figured out that there's a certain amount that if you boost 
uh, past that amount, the trolls start showing up. But as long as you stay under the amount boosted, uh, it's actually you know still genuine people who are reacting. So um, long. The short answer is social media is is still how we talk to people. So amazing. Hey, do we have, uh, you know, we have some uh, awesome lurkers in the audience. I'm not going to call, put you on the spot, but who has a question for Carl? Hey, Carl, this is Padma Priya. I'm from India um, and I host, a, we have a podcast platform called Suno India. Um, I love all the things that you're talking about also because we've been trying to sort of see how we could um, diversify our, you know, the way we do our podcast. So if there was like one tip that you want to give to somebody who is already making like podcasts. Um, so we do podcasts in mainly nonfiction. It's like audio narrative and, um, you know, in underreported issues. But if someone were, if you were to give one tip to us to diversify further, what would be that one tip? And yeah, I love your work. Oh, my God. And I would love to like speak to you separately sometime soon. Sure. Yes, I actually can send some stuff. We're super open to sharing. Uh, my one tip is to have a show Bible because that's the thing that I brought over from my past uh, experiences that that is really working out for us. Um, and for for those not familiar, like if you watch a TV show or you make a movie, normally they have a Bible and it's a bunch of rules of what you can and can't do, um, who the characters are, and stuff like that. I'm actually happy to willing to share. So we we have um. We have a podcast that's three episodes. It's about 20 minutes total called the Pinoy Podcast Playbook that lays out all of our process and how we work with people and, and how we make podcasts. Uh, and that's, that, that's just available everywhere. And for anyone else, if you're interested, we have resources that I can share about how to make a show Bible. It will give you the template of what a show Bible looks like for us. Um, and we can do training and stuff. But the show Bible is is for me a foundational document because it gives you a guide. Uh, one of the things that, that happens, right, is, is pod fail or pod fall, like people start and then they don't, um, they, and then they just drop off uh, because they run out of ideas. And so if you make up a, a show Bible that outlines, like for us, it's vision, mission, uh, description, who we're talking to, log line, um, five keywords that can lead to making a logo, uh, who is the show not for, um, and then possible topics, what will the show never talk about, what is the show related to but will not cover. Um, and, and so once you have those guardrails around it, it actually, I, I found uh, creativity is, is really driven by constraint. So putting guardrails around the, hey, you know what would be cool? Let's make a podcast about blank. It's like, okay, but we make a podcast about that, but we decide, for example, we make a podcast about tech, but we'll never talk about products. Okay, right? If, if you remove those from the table, then it allows you to, to, be, to be more focused. So for anybody who is already doing it, codifying what vision, mission, where your pod is going. And, and we also have uh, one there. One of my favorites is uh, with the unlimited budget, what would the show do? And then what episode will you release that tells you it's over? You should just pack up and quit. Um, and so, so you know, having being forced to engage in a creative, uh, like resting match with what you plan your podcast to be will really ensure that it will keep going. 
thank you so much that's really useful all right that was really great thank you so much for that one uh we are way past our our time now so i'm just going to cut this one short and just kind of wrap this up uh very quickly for for all of us here carl this is amazing you know we love we love talking to you and we love you know hearing your your ideas and and how you approach things i think you've got a very unique way of of looking at the world of of media especially um so thank you everybody thanks for joining us today on spice low five you missed this episode you're going to find the uh the recording in your podcast app uh or on splicemedia.com uh hit subscribe as well it always helps and uh, let us know who you want to hear next on spice lo-fi we'll catch you next friday at 10 a.m singapore time thank you everybody or Have 11 a.m singapore time oh my god why do i keep saying that <laughs> you just love lo-fi so much man i do <laughs> thank you everybody thank you guys thanks thank everybody Bye. thanks for coming this is splice